Hello, my loves. Welcome to another episode of Love This Bitch, the self-compassion podcast. I'm your host, as always, Lisa, the life coach. Today, I am excited to get back to kind of the roots or the foundation of the podcast and of what I do, and that is self-compassion. We have been talking a lot in recent episodes about, you know, our thoughts and how our thoughts create our feelings, which generate our actions, which lead to our results. So that's very important, but you know, once you start to see that, and then you go through the episodes, the lessons about how you can change those thoughts, right? And you realize, you know, I'm in control. I have all this power. Instead of seeing that as a positive (laughs) revelation um, that it is, sometimes, you know, there can be a struggle where it's like, oh, I've been doing this to myself. And then we start feeling bad and beating ourselves up for beating ourselves up and for how we've been thinking. And that creates a situation where we're still approaching ourselves without compassion. We're still, you know, trying to force things, trying to repress what we think or feel or avoid it. We're not actually switching to that self-compassion and that kinder, gentler way of relating to ourselves. And, you know, it's good. It's good to have that awareness because it actually is fantastic news that you are in control, right? (laughs) Because that means that you can change how you think and how you feel and thereby the results that you see in your life, the experiences that you're having now that you don't want, you can change those. So that gives you your power back. Taking responsibility for that and not blaming circumstances and other people and things, you know, that are out of your control and you're just at their mercy to, you know, whatever's happening, I just can't help it and I have to have these thoughts and feelings about it, right? It is a victim mentality, but that's okay. Most of us have been there. We totally understand. It's not a judgment on you. These thought patterns are very common. So now that you realize that you have this ability, right, you've been listening to the episodes and you're like, okay, when a thought pops into my mind, that doesn't mean it's true. I don't have to believe it or run with it, right? I can choose whether or not to believe it and I can choose to think thoughts that serve me instead if this is one that doesn't. So what happens there is there's a tendency to move very quickly because you want to get to those better feelings, so to speak, and and change things. So people start approaching it as, okay, I see that thought. That thought is bad. I know better. I shouldn't think that way anymore. I've learned this. I'm. I don't want that thought. That's a bad thought. So that is still creating um, judgment and tension and resistance, which is going to make that thought stronger right? Because that thought was produced in your mind for some reason. And generally, it's, it may be a pattern of thinking, but, you know, it's your mind, if it's an anxious or troublesome thought, it's your, your body's trying to tell you something, your brain's trying to tell you something. So if you just tell it, well, I know you're wrong now. So go away. Um, (laughs) It creates attention, it wants to turn up the volume. It's like, no, 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 you're not listening. Um, You don't understand. (laughs) 
So that just creates tension. And we're still trying to avoid or ignore the fact that, you know, that thought was there. Instead of just being able to notice the thought and notice it without any judgment, right? Whether or not it's true, whether or not you decide to keep it, it doesn't mean you have to rate it, judge it, say it's a bad thought. I shouldn't have had it. Why am I still having these thoughts that don't serve me? You know, all of that doesn't create an environment for sustainable change. So, you know, self-compassion is about learning to see those thoughts, right? And realize when they're not serving you and when they're causing you pain, but not to shut them down and just try to dismiss them because now you know better. But instead, to have that compassion for yourself, like, oh, you know, I understand why you're hurting. I see because this thought is here, right? But you don't have to believe this thought. You can choose to believe another thought, right? And just looking at the thought and being like, or being like, oh, I see. I see that thought. But is that true? Right? As soon as you realize that a thought has arisen and you've attached to it, that you believe in it, you can question it. You know, is that true? Does that really serve you? Does that help the situation? Does it help how you feel? Why would you, would there be any reason to stay connected with this feeling or with this thought? You don't have to try and let go of the thought. When you question the thought and have that sense of curiosity and compassion for yourself, the thought will let go of you. You don't have to let go of the thought. And it's just about, you know, speaking to yourself and relating to yourself from a place of love and kindness. If you come from that place of avoidance and rejection and judgment, just like if you approached any other person with with that, you know, mindset or those kind of thoughts, the the conversation wouldn't go very well, right? It wouldn't be as effective. Especially like if you just tell your brain that it's wrong, right? You're wrong. You shouldn't think that. You know better. <laughs> I mean, imagine if you were having a conversation with your partner or a friend and you said something and they just immediately were like, well, that's wrong. You know that's wrong. So <laughs> you're going to probably want to be defensive. You're probably going to want to defend that thought or that statement that you made. But if your friend was like, oh, I see, you know, I see that you're having that thought. I see why you're, or why you're having that thought. But, you know, is that true for you? What if we looked at it a different way? Could there be a better way to look at it? Could there be a way that's more true for you or that serves you, right? If they just gently, you know, accept the thoughts that you have, but discuss the possibilities and lead you to other thoughts that you could have instead, that's going to be a much more productive conversation than if they just said, oh, you're wrong. Stop thinking like that. I'm so tired of you always thinking like that. <laughs> I get that a lot with my clients. They're like, oh, I'm so ready to be done with this. I'm so tired of it. Like, you know, imagine if you went to your friend about an issue that you were having and they were just like, oh, I'm so tired of this. <laughs> can you move on so we can talk about something else? <laughs> you probably wouldn't have such a great feeling about that. And if you treat yourself like that, you're also not going to have a great feeling about it. It's not going to motivate you 
or encourage you to actually do the work to question the thoughts and change them. So that's why I wanted to touch base again with our foundation and our roots of self-compassion today. Because when you're doing the work, you know, you're wanting to identify those thoughts and change them. That's fantastic, right? The awareness that it's your thoughts that are causing you the extra suffering and the pain and the anxiety. That's great. That's amazing progress. You should be thrilled. Well, you should be. Haha, <laughs> no shoulds. I mean, it's something to be thrilled about. I would be thrilled to know that that I was making that progress because that awareness is the first step. And now you're moving towards making changes. And that's fantastic, right? You're on your way. This is the process. Everything is going fine. But just be aware that if you're relating to yourself from a place of, I'm just tired of these thoughts. I'm just tired of these feelings. I am over it. I don't want to feel anymore. I don't want to think this anymore. But it's, you know, from that place of, of judgment and dislike, or maybe even disgust or hate, then it's going to be, it's going to create resistance. It's going to be a more difficult process to change those thoughts. And I, I've, I've said this, in, and I think in, in other episodes, because it, I love weightlifting, and it connects to so many things. But you know, it's like, if you wanted to lose weight, or even gain weight, build muscle, you know, anything like that, if you were doing that because you hate your body and you find your body to be disgusting and you're going to the gym every day and you're doing the work, but you absolutely hate it. You don't want to be there. You're not enjoying the movements. And every time you see yourself in the mirror, you're like, I haven't lost any weight or I still can't see any muscles, you know, whatever the goal might be. You know, I haven't put on any weight. I haven't put on any strength. I hate this. I hate this. This sucks. When is this going to happen? right? If you're going to the gym every day and you're, you are doing that work, you will see some results, right? Of course, if you're consistent with the work, that will happen. But you're not going to see the results that you would see if you showed up to the gym every day excited to work on your goal, excited to move your body and feel the different you know, muscle groups and how they work and see the incremental increases. I did more reps today. I did more weight today. I was longer on the bike or the treadmill, whatever, you know, type of exercise that you prefer to do. I, I think of it in weightlifting terms because I like to lift. But if you enjoyed that process and you enjoyed lifting and when you looked at your body, you were like, okay, I'm molding I'm molding and building what I want here. It's going to take some time, but I'm doing it. My body's doing it. We're working together and I'm enjoying this process. If that is your mindset, that's going to be a completely different workout. You're going to push harder. You're going to do more reps and that's going to give you the results that you're looking for. It's going to give you better results than if you were in the first mindset where you were hating every minute of it because you're not showing up and you're not giving it your all and you're just trying to get you know through it (laughs) instead of like enjoying the journey so as you can see like that hate and that beating yourself into submission is not the mindset that's going to get you sustainable changes 
right? When you finally do get to your goal, you're like, oh, I see some muscle or, you know, I've, I've lost the weight that I wanted or I, you know, put on the bulk that I wanted, you are going to quit. <laughs> you're like, I hate this. I can quit. <laughs> and then it'll be like a cycle for you where you go back and try and, oh, I got to get it back. I got to get it back. And, you know, you don't stick with it. It's not sustainable because it's something that you hate and it makes you so miserable. So that's the same, you know, type of situation that you're in with yourself when you have noticed that you have these thought patterns that don't serve you. And you've noticed that you have the harsh inner critic or you, you know, you have thoughts and self-limiting beliefs or things that are, you know, you don't love yourself, right? I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not pretty enough. I can't do this, you know, and or you realize like I'm looking for outside validation. I'm looking for other people to tell me things or to love me or support me because I don't give it to myself. Those are all fantastic realizations to come to, but that's the point where the old, those same old thought patterns are going to have you wanting to beat yourself up. Why am I still here then? Why am I doing that? Why do I, why am I so mean to myself? I suck, <laughs> right? So you're judging yourself for judging yourself and you're just adding more layers. It's just more layers of suffering. Like when you're anxious and you're like, oh, I shouldn't be anxious right now. Don't be anxious. Now you're anxious about being anxious. You're just adding layers. You're not taking away. But when you approach it with that understanding and just that, it's really even so simple as just the words and the phrasing that you use when you're talking to yourself, right? When you approach yourself with, with words of kindness and compassion, like you would talk to using like that self-compassion avatar, a friend or a loved one who is going through that, then that's how you should relate to yourself. And that's going to give you the support, right? If you are judging yourself and beating yourself up for realizing that you're judging yourself and beating yourself up and hurting yourself, that doesn't change that relationship. It just strengthens it, right? You have to learn to trust yourself again and support yourself. And that comes through that positive talk and that gentle talk like, okay, I see you're having these thoughts again. It's perfectly normal, right? There's nothing wrong with you. But let's question these thoughts. Are these thoughts really true? Are they causing us pain? Why would we keep them? Is there any reason to believe this? Right? Instead of just trying to be like, hey, you, shut up. <laughs> then, you know, that's just going to turn that turn that alarm up louder. So it, it seems very small, but it is very important how we talk to ourselves. And, you know, if we compare it to how we talk to someone else, you, you know, you can see that if you, like in the examples earlier, if a friend or a partner just dismisses your thoughts or feelings, says that they're ridiculous or wrong or crazy, there's no connection there. There's no growth. You're not open to listening to their other thoughts on the matter. It, it's just not a good feeling. It's not supportive and it's not helpful. And so you want to be there for yourself. You want to be the best friend. You want to love yourself. And that's what you can give yourself in those moments is like, okay, 
I see that we're having these thoughts, these old patterns that don't serve me. That's fantastic. It's so great that I can see that because now I can change that. Is this thought true? Is this thought serving me? What would be a better thought that I could have? Right? There's, there's an excitement and happiness and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm on my way. I'm making, I'm doing the work. I'm making the changes. This is great. Instead of, oh, I'm doing it again. These stupid thoughts. Why? Why do I beat myself up? <laughs> you can see the difference there. So that kind of brings me back to that self-compassion avatar. So that's that person that, you know, when you think of someone, a good friend or just someone that you have a relationship with that's not too complicated and that you love and support and you want the best for them no matter what. And, you know, I've said before, I think of my little niece. She's 11 now and she's my self-compassion avatar. So I just try to talk to myself the way I would talk to her if she were experiencing, you know, what I'm going through. And so that would never include things like, oh my gosh, I'm really tired of you having the same thought. When are you going to stop believing this thought? (laughs) Right? I'm not going to say that to her. I'm going to give her understanding and compassion. And then I'm going to say, hey, how can we work on this thought that's causing you all this pain? How can we change this? What can we do next? Let's try something else if what we've been doing is not working. Right? I'm going to support her and be there. There's no judgment. There's no beating up. There's no, we've talked about this. You know this is wrong. Do better. (laughs) It's a different way of relating. So when you're in that situation, think of that self-compassion avatar, that person that you love unconditionally and you want what's best for them, and talk to yourself how you would talk to them. And give yourself that compassion, that love, and that support. Because you're the only person who's always there for you. You know, other people, even people who love us, they can't always be there. They can't always support us. They're human, right? They might have other things and they might actually not support us on something. Wow, shocker. <laughs> but we can always be there for ourselves. We're always, we're always there whether we want to be or not. So how we talk to ourselves, how we relate to our thoughts and feelings is very important. It's a foundation for making sustainable changes and, you know, being able to do those things that we want, to change our thoughts, to change our feelings and our actions, and to have different results in our lives, deeper relationships, less fear of rejection and failure, less anxiety. All that is absolutely possible when you do the work, but you don't want to be dragging yourself to the, to the thought work gym, <laughs> every day and hating every minute of it. So it's important to have that self-compassion foundation and to come from a place of loving yourself. So that's what I want you to remember as you're listening to these episodes and learning about your mindset and seeing the changes that you can make. Realize that that's a power and that you're realizing that you have it and you can take it back. But it doesn't mean that you have to beat yourself up for anything that's transpired thus far. You are doing the best you can with the information that you have. And now you have new information. It's good news. (laughs) You can make the changes. You can love yourself and achieve your goals and experience less anxiety. Right? Everything you've ever wanted, it is possible to you. 
the way to get there is to start with loving yourself, with being your support system for the work, for everything, so that you can achieve your goals. And this is absolutely possible for you. So go back, check out the episodes. If you're working on, you know, processing emotions, thought work, changing your thoughts, that's fantastic. But make sure you look at it and see it through these eyes of self-compassion, of love for yourself. And that way you will see the results that you want. And be patient with it. It is a process. You are literally rewiring your brain, right? Neuroplasticity is amazing. So glad we have that science and we know that we can rewire our brains. But, you know, people, when they want to say that something is not easy, they say it's not brain surgery. And, you know, that is an optional thought. Brain surgery might not be difficult for everyone. (laughs) Maybe there's probably some brain surgeons that are like, I was born to do this. It's easy. I don't know. But the point is, is you are you're rewiring your brain and you can't even see your progress or what you're doing, you know, in there. I mean, you can see your progress in your life, but it's a process and it takes time. It takes time to rewire these thoughts that are in your mind, in your actual brain. But it's great news that you can do that. And you've done nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with your brain. Everybody has thought patterns that cause them struggles at times. So perfectly normal. Nothing wrong with you. It's okay to love yourself. It's more than okay. So connect with yourself. Go back. Look at the work. Look at the work you've been doing. And make sure that you are relating to yourself with love, compassion, and kindness. So happy to bring this message to you today. And I hope that this has brought you to a greater sense of awareness and clarity so that you can be more successful with the work. And if you want help, if you want more intensive, you know, focus on the work and self-compassion, please feel free to reach out to me. I have um, three-month one-on-one packages right now for coaching, which is fantastic if you just want to level up, you know, if you're feeling plateaued or stuck and you're ready to take it to the next level. And I also have six-month packages, which is really great for if you're new to the work, you're new to self-compassion, and you're like, I need the full transformation, right? Then that's a good package for you. And I look forward to hearing from you. Would love to work with you. I would love to be your coach. Um, And in the meantime, please check out all the episodes so far. And, you know, self-coach. Do the work on your own as well. And just grow and thrive and love yourself and love your life, right? There's nothing else for you to do here, (laughs) but to love yourself and enjoy the life that you have. All right. Until next time, loves.